People on the river are like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I still like that one guy on the river, and I don't know if he was messing around. One of the naked guys when the when his friend left, and he just yelled, "When you come back, bring more beer and bring more Molly." I was like, <laughs> I mean, he could totally be serious, but he also could just be talking ass. But either way, like, like naked guy in the river yelling something that blatant, like, I respect you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> right? He, he was not holding a lot back. No. Yeah, I mean, look, your penis is in a cold river. <laughs> yeah, I also do drugs. <laughs> like, all right, naked guy, you caught me off guard with that, that revelation. <laughs> Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Storing the tits. Storing the tits. The Storing the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts you better wear a helmet now Woo! the podcast episode 239 what's up it's your boy the ted smith will be hosting this here podcast greatest podcast in all the land all the land uh by the way a very special sunday taping of the podcast sun's out pork's in the slow cooker it's gonna be a good one folks <laughs> all right to the left of me he's actually to the right of me he's always here unless he's somewhere in southeast asia on two wheels he goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on markets are close today man no stock report we're just in here chilling killing hundred dollar billing baby yeah man Maybe having an edible, maybe eating a cookie. Increase I don't know. your long-term holdings. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now. Bye now. Yeah, markets are closed on Sunday. You never know what's going to happen. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up. MCTP, Matt Carmer, the producer. What's up, Matt? Hi, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. It's good to be in here on a Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And then we're going to go watch the Seahawks game after this. Yeah. You guys should, I Cobb's already heard the speech, but I, uh, that pork shoulder, man, I dry rubbed it yesterday, put it in the fridge for about 20 hours, got up at 4 a.m., cut up some onions, laid a Whoa. bed of onions and beer, and then they've been sitting in the crock pot. Oh, my God. I, I almost texted you yesterday, like, dude, is it all right to cook with beer so that you don't drink? Then I'm like, wait a minute, that be- the alcohol will burn off. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyler got a text at some point yesterday from you saying, like, I went to the butcher and got pork, and I was like, oh, man. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Why well, just went, the QFC, by the way, shout out to the QFC on the North one on Broadway with the home store. I was looking at the meat and the butcher was behind the counter. She's like, can I help you with something? I was like, looking for a boneless pork shoulder. And he's like, ah, there's some over there. I was like, yeah, those are like 12 pounds, man. Like, I, I, that's too much. And he goes, what do you need? I was like an idiot. I said, well, I don't know, six or seven pounds. He's like, give me 10 minutes. So I come back. He's recut it. and It's all wrapped up. At that point, I was like, I need it three or four pounds. So, but also with that said, it's pork, so it's fatty. So even even the amount of hours it's been in there already, like it is, it is shrunk up. Like I had okay. to kind of push her in there to tuck it in, and now it's like there's room around the edges. Okay, start to stuff it in there. Yeah, man, pork. You know, fat side up, right? So as it as it cooks, it'll get through the meat. See, those are the little tips, the little differentiators that I need for my uh, what's it called? Not hot pot cooking. What are those things? Crock-Pot. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, Instapot. You got an Instapot. And they have they have Crock-Pot mode. Yeah, if you're ever doing like pork shoulder or brisket, right, always uh, you right, dry rub it the night before and then always have that fat side up so it cooks through. You got it on the bottom. It's just going to drain out and your meat's going to be all dry and weird. <laughs> See, I'm I'm honestly glad you said that because I would have thought it would just kind of like sit there and sort of steam or whatever and it would like the, the, the flavor would like go back into the meat somehow. But for you, it's like getting like, like letting it like ooze down, basically. Oh yeah, man. That's like the opposite of the George Foreman grill, or as my friend from college calls it, the lean, mean flavor cutting machine. Flavor <laughs> cutting machine. It basically is like a rooftop, so it lets it just like burn and slide <laughs> off. Matt, did you spend years on the George Foreman? No, 
All no, right. I was never Foreman guy. God, I, we used to live and die by that thing. Yep. Same. I, I had some friends. I had four of them. Yeah. Like, I'd get one now still. Hell yeah, dude. It's one of the They're great. And my Uncle Phil, uh, who's like the big fitness smith, right? Coming for you, Uncle Phil. Uh, <laughs> Fitz I remember. Smith. Right. Fit Smith. Who's the new Fit Smith? <laughs> uh, he used to cook like bagels on that thing. Like, when they first came out, he was like, you got to get one. Like, it's amazing. It's cut and fat, blah, blah, blah. Like, he would make whole meals on it. You like that flavor? Let me cut it for you. <laughs> yeah. The thing is awesome, man. You can make so much stuff on there. Dude, I told you, me and DB, we went through a phase when we were living together. We were up in Towson. So we had Foreman's, then we had a quesadilla maker, we had a sandwich maker. Like, every extra, like, maker you could have, we had. No countertop space. Eating a lot of paninis? Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, it was the sandwich maker that would make them into, like, diamonds. Oh, yeah. Which is weird, because we weren't even, sto- I wasn't even a stoner then. Like, we didn't, like, I remember people would come over and be like, can we smoke weed in your place? Be like, you better open every fucking window and make it quick. I don't want it smelling like weed in here. <laughs> right? But but I was still a fat guy. So, like, those little sandwiches with some butter on top. Mm. Yeah, good. Just thinking about it right now. It's mm. getting me hungry. Has anybody eaten breakfast? I had a banana. All right. I have not. Good. We got a lot of stuff to eat. Did you guys have a waffle maker? I'm ready. I think we did have That's a waffle maker. That's, like, the maker. top maker, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, we had it all. Damn, man. Did we have an omelet maker? I don't know. We had a lot of stuff going. The, the yeah. quesadilla maker to me was always what put us over the top. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, you're in, we were like 21, 22, and at any time you want a quesadilla, boom. <laughs> Got you, dog. How many quesadillas are you making that you have a dedicated maker? You know, like it sends a message for sure. Yeah. And it sounds bad, but I was, I bet I was a consistent four to five quesadilla a week guy. Strong. <laughs> meat, <Right>? no meat. <clears throat> you know what, man? We used to put it, we used to buy the cheap lunch meat and just throw that in there. It was, I mean, these were white trash. With, like ham and turkey quesadillas? As opposed yeah. to classic quesadillas. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to those white collar quesadillas. Tyler, you're in here. You're actually Mexican. Do Mexican people actually eat quesadillas? Or is that an American thing? It's mostly an American thing. Because all the cheese. Yeah. A lot of cheese is American. All right. All right. I well, love cheese. She tagged me in a video. We're going to New York in February of like five restaurants in New York for cheese lovers. We're going to a place called Cheese Boats. With sick. So, yeah, so, yeah. That's cheese boats. They is make that the these... place where they, like, scrape it off? No, that's a different place. All right. Um, but we're probably going to go there, too. But uh, cheese boats are just, like, these things that are just filled. They're, are they made of bread? They're made of bread, and then they're just filled with, like, cheese and whatever else. Uh, an ungodly amount. But it's some place in Brooklyn. Our friend lives there. Bryce. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let you know how it is in February. I do think if you're going to uh, if you're going to New York though, you got to get a cronut. As much as we talk about donuts, oh, I forgot those are that's where they originated. Yeah, you think the lines have died down? They were like insane when it first came out. I would think so, right? I feel like there are food fads and phases. You'll still probably stand in the line, (laughs) but I bet it's not going to be anywhere near as absurd as it was. Okay. And then if you go to the Carnegie Deli, just remember to get extra bread. They, those sandwiches, right? Yeah. Oh, the man, last time yeah. I was there, I didn't know that. So me and the idiot I was with, we tried to eat one. And like people were like, you're supposed to order extra bread and like split one. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember going there last time I was there, but I definitely want to go back. Yeah, and get some Jamaican beef patties on the street, man. Real street food. Okay. My move in New York, Ted, you'll appreciate this. I used to go down a lot from uh, Boston to visit friends. And uh Underneath Madison Square Garden, there's like a little like subway. Oh yeah, Penn Station. Yeah. Wait, 
I don't know if it's isn't that Pens- I, I don't I'm not sure. Maybe it's not. like a little area that's like no bigger than like this uh, this office up here. But they have one of the places there has um, like liter and three liter beers for like five to nine dollars. Cheapest huh. in the city for sure. I'm convinced. And so we'd always like kind of start there and then make our move. Nice. Anyway, it's good to know. Keep on the radar. Yeah, every time yeah. I go, I end up eating like street food. I like it. I was wondering why you were looking at Ted and talking to him about something in New York when I'm the one going there, and then you got to the beer thing. I was like, all right, fair <laughs> <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I hope you. I have another buddy that lives out there too that knows a ton of like food, and he's like, uh, it was my boxing coach, but he's a he's a good dude. He's a little fancier than I am, so like he'll have like he'll have some good choices for you. Okay, yeah, I gotta get back to New York. Getting a lot of. Recommendations. Already. Well, that's the problem too. It's, it's, I, say, I got another, I get another buddy too, and his name's it's, the internet. It's November. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That is a weird thing that people do, though. Like when you go someplace, like that's. I feel like that's like a become like an American tourist activity. It's like the food, you know. Like gotta go this place, then this place, and this place. Being down at Pike Place all the time, I just see it where people are like crossing off their list. Like, all right, I gotta hit Proshki Proshki. Then, like you know. The original yeah. Starbucks or whatever, but man, there's just some places with some fantastically unique food. Well, like I have a buddy that was up here, right? He's a Demathy guy. He was up here last weekend, so he's a big golfer. So then uh, he follows this other guy on Instagram, and he said the guy started going to like these like famous bars. So now it's like part of his trips. Like he tries to like because he wanted to go to Cannon right here in Seattle. I was like, why Cannon? Like it's a tiny place. He's like, right, but it's ranked like whatever in the world. Like I'm trying to tick off like going to these bars that are ranked in the world. Dude, I believe we just had best bar in America. Uh, I don't know what bar it was though. It's the woman who owns the Rob Roy, um, Jesse's. Oh there. yeah, I can't think of her name though. But one of her bars was best, voted best bar in America. Yeah. So, so I was like, I, so I get it. Like I think people do that with food and drink, right? Yeah. But I mean, sure. even even me and my brother and Will, like we were down in Texas and we went to the state fair. It was like, all right, we got to get the deep fried Thanksgiving. We got to get the queso yeah. uh, funnel cake burger. Well, that's the thing, though, too. You're on vacation. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, you're going to see the sights and eat the tastes, you know? Yeah. My dad, he likes to go, but it's all lowbrow kind of stuff, which is cool. Like, when we were in Denver, what was it? Uh, Sam's? Sam's number three, I think. I kept calling it Ray's, but I think it's Sam's. But, like, that was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. But, like, oh, my yeah. dad, when he goes on vacations, he'll drive to, like, hot dog stands. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Huh. Like, you're not going to catch them going to like a high end steakhouse or something. But it's like, yeah. my this city's the, famous for their for their hot dogs. Yeah, my dad's the same way. He loves like a good like blue collar breakfast joint, like, yeah. especially like truck stop type places. You know? Yeah, man. Somewhere you get a giant meal. All right, let's see. Since a couple things, since the last time we've talked, uh, obviously I was fired up about Maryland, and they <laughs> fired DJ Durkin yeah. after reinstating him, and then it was a uh, it was a shit show. So. Uh, I have an official statement on it, and I would just like to tell the University of Maryland football program that I myself am on an indefinite suspension from being a fan. I have to talk to my own personal board of Regis, and we'll see when I reinstate my fanhood. Do they have a new coach yet? Uh, no. Uh, what's his name? Matt Canada is still the interim so, coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, how could I'm they... I'm just ex- being a smart no, ass. I'm like, saying, I'm going to talk to my board of Regis, asshole. Well, I'm saying, how could they expect you to be a fan without knowing who you're a fan of yet? You know what I mean? We got to wait, see how things play out, see who he's going to be, see who the new president is. You know, like maybe, maybe you take the rest of the season off and, you know, prepare. It's a rebuilding year. It is. I've so. been watching the Cougs. Did they win yesterday? <laughs> they did. Okay. Watching the Cougs. They've been I, winning a lot. I, I mean, they're eighth in the nation, dude. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, with authority, too. Do you think the dogs will knock them off because of their heated rivalry? So generally, I feel like Washington State plays the role of spoiler for the Huskies. Yeah, of course. But the Huskies, like, they're, they're back in kind of the conversation. I mean, they're not going to play in the playoff. But, like, yeah, I think the that's a dangerous, dangerous game for the Cougs because the Huskies would like nothing more than to go to the Palouse and ruin their party. Is it? Uh, so it's over in uh in It's Wazoo. over in Pullman, yeah. Wow. Right, because the Huskies have had those years where they're rolling and they're ranked in the top 10 and the Cougs come into Seattle and beat them. Definitely. So, yeah, like earlier in the year, like if it was <clears throat> if it was even and they were both still in the top 10, I'd take the Cougs every day of the week at, at home. But because the Huskies probably are going to be uh, upset-minded, like I, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, and the Cougars are already be looking towards different bowls and whatnot. I just hope it's get, we get like a high powered game where it's both quarterbacks just slinging it out. You know, oh, man, they yes, both can throw. Yesterday, I was watching some of Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. It was twenty one to seven in like the first quarter with six minutes left. Like you like points? Watch the Big Twelve. Damn. I was up last night, like Texas, Texas Tech. There was like thirty seconds left, and Texas Tech had just tied it up. No problem. Texas went down and like, and with like twelve seconds scored a touchdown. Yeah, weren't you telling me that about the Brown River shootout too? It was like a track meet. I mean, it was like forty-five. To Red 40. River. No, 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 not the Red River. It was so the Red River, right? Is Texas, Oklahoma? Correct. This was Texas Tech, Oklahoma, or oh, Oklahoma I didn't know State. what the Brown River one is. Oh, then maybe Rowan was telling me about it. But yeah, the Brown River shootout apparently is like. Uh, hold on, I'll look it up while we're talking. All right, all right. Yeah, yesterday, Bedlam, I also like Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, because when I was in or in Dallas, we asked all the Oklahoma fans, why do they call it Bedlam? You know, man, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then it turns out some radio announcer one time was just like, this is Bedlam, and it stuck. But wow. every Oklahoma fan we asked was like, I am not sure. <laughs> like We were just like losing our minds. Like, it's your team. <laughs> like, how do you not know what your rivalry game is called? Uh, I'm also, not saying anything about it. I mean, Rowan, I love Rowan, but he is from Dublin. Maybe he's just making <laughs> stuff up now. The Brown River. I don't know. Brown River shootout just sounds yeah. bad. That sounds yeah. like, like I think that's the idea. I think it's Texas Tech and Oklahoma. I'll keep looking. Yeah. Brown River shootout just sounds like diarrhea. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You know what? The Brown River shootout follows this uh, cheese tour of New York. <laughs> so the game was 51 to 46 is the one he was referring to. And is essentially just like a track meet. I'm not seeing anything here where they call it. But who it was the, it? Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma. All right. Um, but I'm not seeing anything here where they call it the Brown River shootout. That is crazy, <sighs> though, for a number six team against an unranked team for it to be within five points on a 50-point game. Yeah. Absurd. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, I used to love, like, three yards and a cloud of dust, right? Like, run the football, have a good defense, but I screw it, man. Like, some of those games are fun to watch. I mean, they're just shooting. Like, it's just up and down, up and down. Like, all right. Oh, do you know, when's the uh, Washington State High School Championship? I go to that every year. It's got to be the soon. The playoffs just started. Okay, nice. Yeah, the final game is always awesome. It's at the Tacoma Dome, and, it, like, whatever division you want to watch, ton of fun. It's super cheap, too, and it's, like, it's high school, so you know you're going to see crazy stuff. The math, uh, just uh, they're they're in a championship game next weekend too. Oh Go wow! Stags. Go Stags! Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. All right, we're definitely going to have the party on December eighth. Uh, we're going to do it four to eight in the afternoon. Tacoma. I'm pretty sure I have the spot locked up, but I don't want to announce it yet. But just know we'll be in Tacoma December eighth, four to eight. It's downtown. Downtown. We're going downtown. Uh, everybody should have fun with that. That'll be a good one, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. 
Yeah. Come hang with us. Have some beers. Yeah, hopefully we'll food. get, uh, I know Migs has got something going on, but hopefully we can get Rev and Glenn down from the Migs cast. Better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those things were always fun, man. Last year you got lit up too. I remember you trying to you put that joint out on the sidewalk and you were trying to step on it. <laughs> yeah, man, we have a good time. And we went to Jack of the Box and I ate it. And then I was like, where's my food? You're like, you ate it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, damn. Yeah, man, that was fun as hell. Like, yeah, I was drunk enough that I completely just like, like I was like, God, that burger sounds good. Like, yeah, you already ate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bad. Uh, yeah, man, yeah. that was a fun time. Yeah, it is. Uh, what else? Was I you know what? I, I hate, I don't want to go political again. I just, I just got to say, man, Trump talks to people so mean and nasty. Like, I just, I wouldn't let anybody. Like, I just, I, I can't stand that. And that's not a, like, just like, why? Like, I don't want anybody talking to anybody that mean or You're talking, talking about, down to people. Like the general condescension. Just the way he's talking to the reporters. Or, like or yeah, like the, like the other day, the reporter asked him a question getting into the helicopter. just like, that's stupid. Like, you're stupid. That's an ignorant question. Why would you even ask me that? Like, I'm just like, dude. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't have to be a an expert in, in psychology to just be like, what are you so deflective and defensive of? Like, chill out. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too, is when <coughs> someone doesn't have, I mean, that's like the classic, like, ad hominem attack. It's like, if you can't beat their argument, like, attack the person, you know? Right. I'm, I, I just saying, I can like see that being a tactic, but yeah. Also, it sounds like he's. Just, I mean, he's just kind of a prick. I think that's pretty widely yeah, agreed upon, right? Like I know. I'm just like, damn, man. <laughs> like, like, right? Like somebody asked him about Little John. I don't even know who Little John is. Like he was on The Apprentice. He was on your fucking show. Like there's hundreds of photos of you and Little John, and you and Little John talking, and you talking about Little John. You know, it's just like, ah, uh, just aggravating well dude i wonder man see that that gives me almost some hope because i wonder if like you know you've seen the photos obviously like the poor before and after of people being president where it just like stresses them so much that they age like 20 years in in four years yeah and what i wonder is if now with like aside from the the Mueller inquiry and just like constantly being the public uh punching bag and being in the spotlight and the media cycle and all the decisions they actually have to make and then also trying to run the election and whatever if it's starting to get to him where now he's just like frustrated that he can't change things like every president ever like tired stressed and like caught up in sort of the quagmire of the bureaucracy which happens to a lot of presidents where now he's starting to feel the heat both from the Mueller thing and from the day-to-day grind of being the president where now he's having like short snappy comments and hopefully it's starting to work his magic on him. Yeah. I would also say too, after the elections on both sides, like there was wins in that election for both Republicans and Democrats, but the Democrats act like the sky's falling. Republicans act like it's this dominant victory. Not just like, I'm just sitting there looking at like, I understand how things work. Like winning the house back was a pretty big deal for the Democrats. For the Republicans, that was extending their lead in the Senate was a pretty big deal. There was some good states they won. There were some good state. I'm just like, to me, that seemed like a good night for like both sides. But anything you watch anymore, it's just either you know, it's one way or the fucking other. Well, that's the thing. I mean, part of politics, you know. But also, I think it speaks more to the um, what's it called, the collapse of traditional media. In that um, they have to go more and more extreme. They have to hit that panic button uh, to get the the views, you know, and the plays and the people tuning into their TV program or buying their newspaper and. Every time they hit that, people become a little bit less sensitive to it each time. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, many of them are participating in their own downward spiral. 
And the reason I brought this up is I just want to remind people, right? Trump obviously doesn't do his own thing, but just it it costs you nothing to be nice to people and don't talk to people. Don't talk down to them and don't talk disrespectfully like that. Like it's just just don't do that to people. Now look, I'll do it sometimes if I'm making a point and trying to be an a-hole. You know, like, do you understand how inflation works? <laughs> right? So I get... Yes. That's, that's an argument exci- I have all the time. Not exciting that example. Yeah. Right. Yeah, inflation's insane. Right? Like, like, obviously you don't. Uh, <laughs> and I, right? You see my hands going. So I'm saying, like, I get it. But I would only talk to somebody that way if I wanted to, like, piss them off. Or right, where his default is. To- right. So I just, like... And you can be Republican, be Democrat, whatever. I'm just saying, like, overall, like, let Donald Trump do whatever it is he does. But, like, just on a personal level, like... There's no reason to talk to people that way. And you know what? The person filling out your to-go order, they probably had a long day too, right? Or the waitress, you know what I mean? Like I always judge people on how they treat a wait staff. Dude, it costs nothing to be sweet to people. And honestly, what's crazy is you end up with a lot of like cool discounts and stuff. I mean, even like I can think of 20 examples from the last couple of weeks, but like this chick, uh, I was buying a, like a library ladder for uh, this place we're working on. And um, like we ended up getting like $400 off. Because I was just really sweet to her and we were sitting talking about how her day was going, whatever. And then, like, I was at Ikea yesterday and uh, there was, like, a huge line, of course. I found out that, first of all, the Ikea down south, second busiest Ikea in the United States. Huh. Jesus, that one's always packed. It looked like Black Friday in there. And yeah. so, anyway, I just – I had to go – I was getting, like, a refund for something. And uh, so I waited in the checkout line. I found, like, a pretty short one, waited for maybe 20 minutes. Got up there. She's like, oh, you have to go to the customer service thing. And they uh-huh. called her manager over. And I was really sweet to the manager. And I was like, so I have to go stand in that giant line. And she looks and she sees it. It's probably an hour and a half line, realistically. And she's like, well, where are the other things you're buying? I was like, I only came here to do this. She was like, okay, come with me. And I was like, yes. Uh-huh. And like she hooked me up. And it, you know, like same thing. I was just not freaking out, being nice. And like, I don't know, man. I feel like just it's nice when it goes both ways, but not doing it. Like to get some certain result, it like it still ends up paying for itself twenty times over. Yeah, and sometimes you're going to run into people who are just a holes, right? Like, and that's okay. And I have to fight that urge sometimes too. You're just like, why that person like you know? They're just like, well, they're just having a bad day or whatever. But there's no reason for you to then be mean to somebody else in turn. Well, and there is that <coughs> like that Buddhist Sorry, Buddhist this. teacher who talks about how like everything that someone says to you is um, a reflection on how they feel about themselves. And so that's why I think about that Trump, uh, Trump just being curt with people and how he might be beginning or continuing to sort of like devolve inside and get eaten up by the presidency. Cause nobody really talks about or thinks about like, you know, at some point like that guy's just like laying in bed by himself, like thinking about his day and he's just like, man, like what the f- like that was a crazy day. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like not to defend the guy, but you know, also like he's got to be just sitting there like, man, like that was wild. Well, people that's are, like people the, are real pissed off at me. That's the golfing <laughs> thing, right? And I say that to people all the time about the golfing. People are like, you know, I'm like, look, dude, like he doesn't drink. He's never been like he doesn't smoke or nothing. I go, I think golf is like his thing. That's why like the first like year and a half he kept like running to the golf course secretly every Saturday. I think he's just in there going, oh, I gotta golf. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Uh, being, I can't imagine it's taxing. Being nice. So two stories. Real quick. Number one, I stayed at a hotel once. I got a discount because the lady was like, you got a veteran's discount? I was like, no. Like AAA? I was like, no. I was like, I'm a really nice guy. She was uh, like, that's kind of funny. I'll give you like the AAA discount. I was like, thanks. Huh. And then last night I'm sitting in my place and there's this knocking on my slider, right? And I'm like, that was knocking on my door. So I kind of ignore it the first time. Like, maybe they'll leave. 
And I hear it again. So I open the door and the guy's like, I locked myself. I, I forgot my keys inside. Like, I can't get in. And I'm like, you got your ID on you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm not trying to be a D, but I just got to make sure you live in this building before I let you in. So he's like, shows me his ID. I'm like, all right, cool. So I let him in. He's like, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, like no worries, man. So I'm sitting there. Ten minutes later, there's another knock on my door. And I'm like, what is going on? He's like, thanks for letting me in. I got you a taco. It was a delicious taco. Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, from the new spot down the street. So you're a bouncer now? I guess so. <laughs> the building bouncer? <laughs> Actually, it'd be perfect from your spot. It's like, just yeah. go check in with the security office. Ted will let you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you want to read some emails? Yeah, sure. We got a <coughs> gang of them. Um, so how are new little... How I've been sort of sorting through these, I'm not really able to read them ahead of time, so we'll just kind of edit in real time. Good morning, diligence. Uh, recently, you guys talked about products to stay away from. An easy rule to follow is to stay away from the cheaper product. Perfect example is Reynolds Wrap. Every time I end up with a cheaper knockoff uh, or standard thickness, I end up putting a hole in whatever meat I'm smoking and mentally cuss at my frugal Hebrew nature. Spend a couple extra dollars now and buy the heavy-duty type Reynolds Wrap. Same could be said for condoms. Do you really want to risk the next 18 years of being broke AF uh, on a rubber that was bought in a bowling alley bathroom? Eventually, you'll roll a gutter ball. Finally, do not drink cheap booze. My worst experience with hangovers are the ones that I indulge in uh, in well drinks with very little water in between. Take care, man. Sober Sal. We already read that one. Dude, as soon... All right. I was thinking that. Uh, what up, Sal? Did, did we already talk about Maynard from Tool? Oh, God. Uh... Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to skip that one. Hard pass. Uh, boys, just started listening to Grace Podcast and I'll land. Oh, my God. It's made my commute so much better. I've heard a lot cool. of talk about dip season and Ted's famous sausage dip. I'm hosting my first holiday party this year and I uh, would love to know some good dip season recipes you all have tried out. Larbon, fellas. <sighs> Who's that from? No name. Uh, he has his name on here, but not at the end. All right. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's tough to tell. Here's the bad part. I don't give out the sausage dip recipe. And then, I mean, I guess I could give you the spinach dip recipe. The spinach dip recipe is fine. Everybody knows it. I'm pretty sure it's on the back of the thing. <laughs> so you get frozen spinach, right? The problem is I don't know the amounts offhand. But it's frozen spinach, sour cream. There's going to be some mayonnaise involved. You want to get the cores, vegetable dip. And then the big secret is you need to get Hidden Valley powdered ranch dip. So you mix it all together and then add some Hidden Valley to taste. Oh, yeah. You got to drain the spinach and all that stuff. And then just buy a sourdough uh, giant piece of bread, cut a hole in the middle, pull it out, put the spinach dip in the bread bowl. Looks, uh, It's a nice presentation, and the mayonnaise makes it better. Uh, somebody who will go on name took a bite of it and goes, I know the secret to this. It's the mayonnaise. Thanks, Mitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what would. is powdered ranch dip? You know, you haven't like, seen it? Instead of, like, you can make ranch at home with, like, real buttermilk and stuff instead of just buying it already made, but it comes as a powder. So that's how you get, like, the ranch what? flavor in the spinach dip. That's kind of the secret that makes it good. Wait, what do you mix the powder with? The sour, sour cream, cream and the mayonnaise and the no, spinach. No, 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 I'm talking about just when you're making ranch at home. Oh, buttermilk, if you wanted to make it, like, a proper one. Wow. Yeah. That just blew my mind. I guess I don't even really know what's in ranch. Well, it's right next to the French onion dip. French onion get. dip is bomb. Right, but you make you get that the packets of those, right? You know what that is? I've only ever had it from like a pre. Oh, okay. You've had it at my house on th- on Christmas Eve. I don't. I've never made a dip in my life. 
Oh, all right. not really Onion a saucier. So just buy Lipton's. There's, you know yeah. what? You want it, the easiest dip to start with is buy Lipton's onion soup, buy a thing of sour cream, and just mix it together. I don't know why, but the onion dip will taste better. You put it in a bowl, and people are like, this is crazy. It's, it's like, so yeah, good. I just did the time to just mix it instead of buying it pre-made. And it does taste better. Solid yeah. starter dip. Yeah, it's a great, uh, I would recommend you serve it with either uh, ruffles, ruffles or a uh, classic nacho cheese Dorito. Wow. That's how the Smiths do it. Never there done you that. Go. Yeah. Uh, Cobb, I heard you were looking at jumping on the Instapot lifestyle. All I can say is the best purchase I've made in a long time. Game changer. Larpon. Casey, formerly of Ballard. Thank oh, you, word. Casey. The only thing I've made in there so far is eggs four times. I've owned one for almost a year now, and I've yet to use it. <laughs> First, I want to say, uh, Fired Up Ted is the shit. Glad to see Durkin got fired, but kind of pisses me off that it took till mid-season. Hopefully, Ted, you go back to being a Terps fan. Indefinite uh, suspension. Because Taryn trying to get you to be a Cougar fan makes you look like a bandwagon fan. That's yeah. a bad look, bro. Whoa. Touch on hey, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you can't shame somebody who knows what they're doing. I've tr- I'm a bandwagon fan. Like, this, nobody's, you know, nobody's arguing that. He's owning it. Yeah. Like, I know I work the pole. <laughs> Fucking tip. <laughs> Feed the meter. <laughs> I know what I'm doing in this club. Christmas around the corner. You gonna touch on the candy bar topic? I got a Snickers king size from work and was stoked until I realized I paid three bucks for two fun size candy bars. Dude, exactly. Uh, gonna, they are a little thicker though. I'm gonna wrap this up with one yeah. question. Uh, Cobb, are you back in Washington? Been in the studio for the last couple, so I wasn't sure. Thanks, fellas. Jaden. Yes, Jaden. I'm back for a year at least. Living up on uh, on the hill, right by uh, my boy Ted. Yes, sir. And we're opening a little spot down at uh, Pike Place Market. Pretty pumped. Uh, details to come. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. I was listening to this week's podcast, number 238, wanted to chime in with my experience with Big Sugar. Right as you guys were talking about the stranglehold candy has on society, I was throwing a few bite-sized Halloween candy bars into my lunch bag for the day. You're discussing... <clears throat> sorry. Your discussion rang my truth bell a little louder than I wanted to hear. But ring it did. As a recovering addict, sober two plus years, baby, I'm fully aware of my uh, brain seeking the next dopamine fix, and nothing hits that button easier than readily accessible candy. I go through bouts of indulgence, and this year's holiday season has been especially bad. Uh, whether it be the Easter time jelly beans or the Halloween chocolate, I found myself reaching for those sweets with almost zero uh, self control. I know my ADHD's impulse issues play into all this as well, so it's an uphill battle, I'm well aware of. So, my solution for all this? Diligence. That's what. I grab one piece of chocolate instead of five. Do I eventually grab four more pieces? Sure, but I don't want to. But I don't see how that's relevant. Thank you again for the hours of entertainment. Keep up the great work, Ross W. Linwood. Matt, what do we call that? What moderation? Like, no, like he's recognizing it. So it's like oh, notice and name. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's like right. So like that's how the habit kind of starts, right? At least now he's conscious of how many he's eaten. So maybe you don't cut down right away. Maybe next year you have. You're just paying attention. Yeah, that's fine. Give starts. us a quick. Primer on what notice and name is? Well, as you go through changing behaviors and habits, you just like come across resistance or hurdles. And, you know, instead of worrying about trying to be perfect as you navigate those, you just go through them with the mindset of observing what you're going through and noticing it and naming it. Oh, wow. I'm. I'm really not excellent at practicing restraint when it comes to sweets. 
I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about the, the uh, Ross that emailed. Um, you know, but like, yeah, you just you just observe yourself going through um, whatever behaviors it is, and as you notice them, you have a little bit more um, information to make a more informed decision on the next round. And you can tell like how it feels, right? So it's like I'm still going to eat some stuff. It's you know on a Sunday or whatever, but it's like I'll notice like, all right, I'm consciously eating this ice cream. Number one, is it worth it? Number two, how do I feel the next day? So it's like you don't have to like, you know, because I I'm just of the theory too. If you just go cold turkey, it's hard to really do that with a lot of stuff. So, and stick it out with and it, stick it, it white out, knuckle yeah. in it, yeah. With and kind of the next thing as as you notice a name is then when you're the next actionable strategy is like if you're no after you notice that like can you sit with that uncomfortable feeling for five minutes ten minutes before you act on it and then you have some time to you know run through your brain and and consider things and if you still want it like sweet you just gave it some thought you increased your consciousness by five minutes ten minutes before you made that decision and that is the exact opposite of impulsive decision making yeah, there's some uh, – man, I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head. There's like a psychological talk therapy that's related to that where it's about um, putting distance like in terms of the timing, putting distance between uh, you and the stimulus or the emotional driver where you're like uh, separating yourself from your thoughts and then also adding the time component of like waiting five minutes or whatever with the uncomfortable nature. Yeah. All right. So he's on the right track. Yep. Uh, P.S. When can we expect more uh, of the Aaron Cobb experiment? Love the show, and we'll gladly wait until the Alley Cat can slow down enough to produce more episodes. Honestly, man, probably not till like the beginning of the year. I uh, we got a big project going down at Pike Place, so I'm trying to get that hammered out first. I've worked like every day for the last sixty days, with the exception of two. So full up, but thank you. Uh, and I'll, I'll get back to it eventually, but it's going to take some time. Uh, hey guys, just wanted to write in and tell Matt uh, it was great talking to you at Tony V's Garage on Saturday. When I heard Woodshed was playing, I thought you might show up, but didn't recognize you at first in the tie-dye. Uh, used to always seeing you in dark colors. Great seeing you, and stay hydrated. D-Rock from Everett. Yes, that was great to see D-Rock. That was, uh, yeah, that was fun, fun night. Jetted over, over there uh, while I was at Bill's things. And, yeah, I was like, I think he was wearing a KISW shirt and just kind of gave him the look. And I was like, yeah, what's up, dude? <laughs> and so, yeah, I was it was a cool interaction. <laughs> P.S. I'm on the bidet and squatty potty train, and life is good. Hell yeah. <sighs> Ted, are you either of those? Neither no, of those? that's why. That's, that disgust is just me personally. Like, God, get a squatty potty. I know. I got to do the same thing, man. Like, as you said, bidet, I'm like, I feel dirty. I'm not as clean as Matt is right now. <laughs> I know man. it. It's because you're living that paper life, man. I know. I know, I need to get on it too. The squatty potty does feel a little weird, like your first couple times, though. I just you, like how quick it is. What do you mean? I just feel like as soon as you put those feet up, it's like. Oh, see, yeah. mine was opposite. It's like a weirdly uncomfortable position. All right, where it's guys, like, we can't start talking about going to the bathroom. I gotta run. <laughs> All right, he's gonna go right. pee. Well, here's the thing, though. So I wonder if it's different for different people because the squatty potty is the same height, right? But like all of them, they sell are the same height. But toilets are always different. And like, is it ever weird for you when you use a handicapped toilet? Like your legs hang a little too far and you can't quite get the right angle. Huh. I don't know. So I that's the not. same experience for you. Like a ho- your at-home toilet and like a, a cold calculating corporate ADA bathroom. I always use the ADA bathroom. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Apparently there are two sizes of ADA. I just... Toilets. 
the squatty potty. I just oh. know when I oh. used it at Sal's house, I was just impressed. I also ate a bunch, like, I probably ate half a dozen dungies the night before, too, with a lot of Old Bay. So I think a lot of things were moving around quick. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We went to a casino that had dungies, like, hot dungies on the, on the buffet. And Jessica, his wife, was very nice and, like, sat there. But I brought in my Old Bay. I mean, I sat there forever. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if you, like, I don't know if everyone is a crab person. But for those who aren't, it's a Dungeness crab. No oh, yeah. Big crab, big crab person. <laughs> um, I could eat crabs for hours, man. Yeah, you seriously could. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, you're all about the Maryland blue crab, but, like, what, maybe what's the, what's the worst crab? Uh, well, first of all, K-Rab. If it's spelled with a K, that's not crab. That's just cheap fish they get from Japan that they die. Oh, is that what they make that stuff out of? I was wondering because yes. I always get the um, the, the uh, California roll sushi, and I just assumed it wasn't real crab. But so imitation crab is fish. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, that's what they put in the sushi in the K rab. Yeah. yeah. So K rab's the worst, and then probably snow crab. But then like, Do I people eat opilio. Yeah, I hear about them f- f- uh, crabbing for that. And anymore. some people, I think those are what snow crab legs are, right? Because then king crabs are the giant ones, right? They're like this big. Yeah, like Alaskan ridiculous. King. So some oh. people think Alaskan king is the best. To me, Maryland blue crabs number one, and then I'll put dunge- Dungeness crabs right underneath it. All right. Oh, dude, what? Uh, I mean, not to pause this. With that said, I'll eat any crabs, <laughs> stone crab, whatever. Like I, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, what did you think about the whole uh, Amazon to Northern Virginia thing? Is that where they're finally going? It sounds like they're going to split it and go half to New York. Uh, to Long Island City and half to uh, um, Crystal City in Northern Virginia. Oh, that's where I went to broadcasting school. Really? Huh. Yeah, Connecticut School of Broadcast in Crystal City. Huh. It's weird. The The school, and there's like a whole mall underneath the ground. And there's like a metro stop in there. Oh. Yeah. I always figured you went to Connecticut. For the Connecticut School of Broadcast? I never heard broadcast? you tell stories <laughs> about being in Connecticut. No, no, no. Just the name of the school. That makes sense. I mean, dude, you live in Seattle, but you could go to the University of Phoenix. Good point. See, that was an ass thing to say. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Matt, I apologize. Right. Like, but I went to Maryland to go to the Broadcasting Institute of Maryland. You did. Because I you went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting without going to Connecticut. Well, they have other bra- Do they not have any out here? Like, they're all up and down, like, the East Coast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franchise or yeah. chain, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Dude, that was a hustler, man. I used to go down, I used to drive down to Crystal City, uh, and then I would drive in to D.C. and work. So I would be there all day, and then I'd go in at night and be a janitor. Okay. Grinding. Grinding, man. It's true. Uh, we good on emails? Uh, no. There's a couple more. What's in there? I, I, I know somebody emailed us about the, uh, did nobody email us about the immigration stuff? Uh, I don't know. This one's not about it. Like I said, I just I read them as we go through. Uh, Matt, what do you think of the new Slip, <laughs> Slipknot song? Oh, I love it. I listened to it so many times when it first came out. It was just like on repeat one for like two straight workouts and just like driving around in the shower. Yeah. It love is it. a fucking rager. Yep. Uh, I was playing it at work and totally freaked out my supervisor. I'm very happy about that. I'm going to try to get to the get together in December, but going south is long haul. We'll see. I'll make sure you all get banana bread before the end of the year. Stay positive. Stevie the Packers fan. What up, Stevie? Stevie does love Slipknot. That's it on uh, on emails. Stevie looking good too, man. I saw a picture he posted on Instagram the other day. You can tell he's down some lbs. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Get it, Stevie. Yeah, good good Hell work yeah. there. Diligence. 
All right, let's see what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. <laughs> Man, I gotta start taking notes. We were gone last week, so uh, the weekend before this current one was um, was a lot of fun. Friday night ended up uh, we went and got Ethiopian, and then we planned on seeing Woodshed at Slims, but we ended up going over to live the boat <laughs> life at Jesse and Jamie's, and then we got trapped in the vortex down there, and I just hadn't seen them in a while. We couldn't leave, so hung out. Uh, Mayor made an appearance. Lance was there. Ted was there, and we had a great night. And then, I mean, all the powers of the vortexes were there. Jamie's there. I'm there. I'm there without a plan to go anywhere. You had a plan to go somewhere. Oh and yeah, you I was were supposed like, to go meet Todd. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, we both right. had plans to go places. Right, but Lance is there. Cobb, it was it was a perfect storm. Sounds awesome. Lance, that was one week ago or two? Last weekend. Last weekend. Last Friday night. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Lance and I came back to. Uh, our apartment and hung out all night and just had a great time playing cribbage. We have our color changing lights in our living room now. That's very nice, right? So they were changing colors and the car, everything in the room changes colors, including the backs of the cards. So we're calling them magic cards and just had a great time. (laughs) Plus, Uh, your neighbors, dude. This was late, dude. It was like when I was over there leaving, it had to be like 3 a.m. in the morning, right? 3 a.m. His neighbors across the way were having like it was a Full like on rager. rager, like it was, it was so loud, and they were having like I told Matt, I go, I was just like, I'm gonna go over there. Like, I gotta know somebody. There's only a certain type of people that stay up this late in the city, <laughs> yeah, right? Like somebody we were talking about earlier. I was like, oh, yeah. I bet one of them's in there. Oh, yeah, I was dude. thinking, <laughs> you know, people at that party, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how funny it would be if like we're everywhere. <laughs> Lance and I came out to smoke a spliff a few hours later, like mid crib game, and then Ted's walking out, like, "What are you guys doing here? Oh, hey, man, what are you, you guys boys? doing out here, man? You left three hours ago, <laughs> right? Well, I'm up. I'm up now for good." <laughs> That's how the coyote do, man. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun night. And then uh, that day was, or Saturday, next day, Saturday, was Bill's going away party. Uh, so went up north for that. And then Lance and I jetted over to Tony V's while that was going to catch Woodshed since we missed them on Friday night. So we got to catch them. That was cool. And then that was another awesome late night hanging out, celebrating Bill going over to China for a few years to work. And we hung on a boat again. And another night of boat life. Lance's boat. Yeah, Lance's boat's in the garage. It was raining, so we just smoked spliffs at his boat in the garage. It was which, awesome. So much fun. I don't know why, but, I, man, I loved it. We weren't even on water. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's what, yeah, when I went to hang with him, same thing. The boat died, and we just sat at the dock on the boat. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It's good, it's a good to hang, hang out boat. on a boat. Yeah, yeah. So we had a <laughs> we had a lot of fun that night, and uh, yeah, that was that was last weekend. And then uh, this past weekend, uh, or this current one, Friday night, went and saw Mark Norman, hilarious comedian. And God, I want to find out the guy that opened for him's last name. It was Mike something. So that doesn't. It's tough to narrow down, but he had some great bits. Where were you? Uh, laughs over in the U District. So that was local a, comedian named Mike. 
For but he's from NY. Uh, he's from New York. Oh, City. he's a New York guy. All right. Yeah. Um, so he was. But yeah, it was a great night of laughs. <laughs> be even easier. Yeah. So we're looking for saying. a New York comedian named Mike. That's what I'm yeah. saying, dude. When you go, hey, Mikey, just right, Mike. <laughs> Mike the comedian. Hey, get Mikey up here. <laughs> um, so so yeah. Either way, we we're here to see Mike. <laughs> We had, we had a great time. Uh, oh, Mike! That Mike. <laughs> no, different Mike, actually. Damn it! <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was fun. I had a... Man, Mark Norman always talks about how he's... I listen to his podcast, Tuesdays with Stories, all the time. And he talks about how, you know, he's a character on the air, you know, when they're doing the podcast and they're just having fun, but he's kind of, like, shy and awkward and introverted, and I just... After the show, he complimented my pants and my hoodie, and I just, like, beelined past him after I shook his hand and said, great show, because I don't want to make an ass out of myself. I had edibles in my pocket for him, but I just, like, panicked and just, like, thanks, man, and just, like, got the f*** out of there. And just, like, ah, went outside like a cat, like, licking my wounds. Like, damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Just, you know what, like, though? Thanks. I, yeah, I like to dress colorfully because I like weed. Do you want some edibles, man? Like, <laughs> such a chill that. interaction to have, and I just blew it. That's a great story. I like that even, like, stoners that get stoned all the time still, like, have those moments where it's like, yeah, like, I'm still a stoner. I panicked. <laughs> I ran out for no reason. You know like, what I mean? I had, you know, I just wanted to be in the, in the moment. It's just like, just be quick. Don't, you know, don't be fanboys. So, but then he, like, gave me two compliments on two articles of clothing, two, like, options to just invite a little bit of small, nice, small talk. Yeah, banter. Yeah. God damn. So how'd it go, man? Me and your guy. Like, I fucking panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I <blew> it. <laughs> Have you ever heard Miggs' story about Beckham, David Beckham? Uh Uh-uh. So he's, like, at the Super Bowl, and he's in line to get a drink. And David Beckham, like, walks through, and I guess it's, like, cutting through the crowd, like, with security and everything. And as David Beckham walks by him, Miggs looks at him and winks at him. (laughs) (laughs) You winked at him? Hey, man, I know these people don't know who you are with your 10-man security team, but I do. I watch soccer. (laughs) Nice, Steve. That's really funny. (laughs) That's really good. Both of those stories are good. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, so now I'm just excited to hang out here. Oh, yesterday we were at my my parents. Uh, My dad was over there, and then we went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. That was it. Oh, nice. That That was really good. Um, All right, I've heard people seem split on it. Either it's not that good or it's the best movie ever. I just really enjoyed it. I like the soundtrack. Looks like the couple is split on it. Yeah, Tyler didn't have the <laughs> greatest. I was, yeah, she didn't have the most overwhelmingly positive reaction when I asked her. I'm trying to describe, like, let me describe people. Afterwards. Matt is sitting here, like, smiling, like, grinning ear to ear, like, it was awesome. And Tyler, not meanly, but just sitting in the chair next to him, just shaking her head now. Very like, unamused. Like, yeah. Here's the deal. They took eight years to make that movie and had Sasha... Uh, Baron Cohen, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> was, to, was the original guy. He quit. Because I guess the other guys in Queen like wanted to make it all about them. And they're like, no, it's about Freddie Mercury. Like, it's Queen. Yeah, it was very Freddie Mercury-centric. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a cool movie. Very interesting. And because the band was like involved in it, I figured it was all pretty accurate. But I don't know exactly how all that unfolded. But they made it a... Good movie. Tyler says no. <laughs> no. That's a quick no. Right. It's a hard no for the Phoenix. I don't know what I'm talking about, guys, but it was a lot of fun. And now I'm excited for the Hawks game.
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not sure if enjoyable and historically accurate or unenjoyable and not accurate at all. <laughs> what I can glean from the story is the edibles that were not given to the comedian, Matt took, and he loved the movie. Maybe Tyler didn't indulge as much. She's like, this is a completely whitewashed bullshit version of what actually happened in Queen. I've seen the behind the music. I mean, I saw one person in England wrote an article that was just like, like he was a sexual deviant and did drugs. Like, none of that's in the movie. Or they said they really toned it down. They did, they did tone, see, Mike, they toned it down. <coughs> like, but it was done, they portrayed it. They just, like, nodded to it. It wasn't all, like, super graphic. It wasn't in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm always torn on that. Like, whether it's better to throw the lifestyle in someone's face or let it exist right. in the fringes. There was like one one quick shot of like some cocaine left over on the table from the night before. There wasn't like, you know, the the montage of just of bathhouses of, and right, oil. Of just them and, just yeah. throwing down that's like <laughs> set to one of the songs for a minute of just like crazy Where's the orgy? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right? Or me, like it's singular. Right? I like, was promised an orgy. Yeah. I don't care if it's all dudes. Where's the orgy scene? <laughs> It's got to be more than four people, and they can't be in relationships. We know that much. Hey, oh, so... Uh, when they make a movie about me, by the way, somehow, just I, slip in there that he did once have sex with three women at once at a brothel. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to tell Cobb about a pretty big thing. We're giving, like, behind-the-music interviews, like, oh, Ted, well, you know, he smoked a lot of weed. Orgies almost every week at the house, too. Make sure you get that in your film. <laughs> Do Don't forget. Player, man. Never did coke. Loved orgies. Yeah. <laughs> Real attractive women. Cobb, we had a uh, three-man shirtless hug on Whoa, Sunday. Last shirtless week. Sundays. Shirtless Sunday. Shirtless Sundays. Last week, <laughs> me, Ted, and Lance, all shirtless, not on the river, just went for it. Tough transition from the Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Well, we're Did we have a hug orgy? I mean, only was, three people. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a that's, definitive no. Yep. Three dudes. Peanut Gallery also says no. <laughs> <laughs> Judge's ruling, no orgy. Uh, all right, well, that I think that's the best way to cap what he did. Since, since we've been gone, we had a uh, shirtless hug on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. prompt. And we met a small dog. Frida. Frida. All right, I think it's about that time. Boo, 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 boo. Calm topic. Calm and we topic. met a small dog. <laughs> I mean, tiny. Tiny. Like maybe four pounds. Was it as small as the one you and I met over in the, the park? It's the opposite of that small dog. <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, I think we've told that story, but yeah, I just I didn't know what a Great Dane was. <laughs> I asked someone what their dog was. What kind of dog is this? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a Great Dane. Pretty, pretty clearly a fucking Great Dane. <laughs> I know, we tell that story all the time, but I still love yeah. that story. <laughs> no, it's like, I'll show myself out. I mean, yeah. She's that was essentially the today. <laughs> well, that was essentially the same story. <laughs> Story as Matt's like basically being blazed and just unable to engage with people, you know. Like, all right, I'll keep moving. Um, so, um, Ted and I were talking about this on we walked over to the studio together. Um, we were talking about this, um, basically, uh, without giving too many details. Um, Ted and I have come to realize that the best strategy when meeting a woman is to instead of uh, basically trying to date her, to wait. For her to, if she's someone that you find attractive, she probably knows a lot more attractive women. So to wait and go for the second wave and have her introduce you to her friends. So we were talking about that and in context of like some things that happened to different people over the week. 
The point is, when it comes to dating, what did you learn that helped you the most? And I would say similarly, that's like instead of eating the apple, it's like planting the apple and waiting to have an apple tree. Boys, when it comes to dating, what did you learn that helped you the most? Feel free to email us at thepodcast.com. Man, I mean, I still am bad at it, but I mean, and I didn't have a girlfriend until I was like in my mid-20s, right? But the main thing was just, you just got to talk to them. As hard and scary as it is, or I started being more like if I have a date, and it's like a second date or third date, like crossing that six inches of hell between like making the first kiss or whatever. So it's like at least, even if I get shut down, at least I took my shot. Yeah, I think you got to make a definitive to, move too. Right, right. Whereas, like, right, a few weeks ago, I was all fired up because I didn't, and I was beating myself up more for just like not even attempting it. Yeah, yeah. What's that? The like uh, regret and discipline, you know? Like, I don't know, oh, but it felt like regretful. Re- regret weighs ounces, and um, oh wait, what is it? Jesus. Regret weighs pounds. Discipline <laughs> weighs, weighs ounces? ounces, and regret weighs pounds. That's what it was. I mean, it depends on the lift, bro. Sometimes discipline weighs fifty. <laughs> I'd like to put an asterisk on Matt's answer. Girlfriend is in the building. Yep. That's <laughs> what I was in here thinking about. Like, well, I mean, whatever. Uh, but what you're talking about with making the moves, like, that leaves you out hanging out to dry, and you got to keep doing it. You yeah. got Because otherwise, well, otherwise you can try and attempt to win over the, the wave of friends that comes with a becoming friends with her. Um, I will say, too, and on that, like, what you're talking about, we were talking about on the walk over here, like, I have to be conscious, like, you can't, you can't wade halfway. With, like, that girl I met the other night, it's like, where I was very clear of, like, no, we're just gonna hang out as friends, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, don't I am not hitting ground. Right. Yeah. If you call that middle ground. You don't want to wait forever in the friend zone to then be like, hey, by the way, I love you. Like, that's not a good way to do it. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to hook up with, like, I mean, I would rant, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) if I'm not going to, you can't, like, I don't want to be in that mid zone. That ship has sailed. Right. Like, I'm, you know it. Yeah, pick a side. She knows it. She's where your friend's at. Right. Where the friend's at. Mm-hmm. Good move. Well, and the same even when, when people talk about like a physical move or like crossing the six inches of hell, as Ted said, you know, like <laughs> that's out. Maybe it's a little heavy. You don't like almost kiss someone and then you're just like sitting there kind of nervously close to them. Like I feel mm. like I see that with like younger guys a lot. Like they'll kind of like try to put their arm around a girl, but not really. And it's like, dude, you like in or out, man. Yeah, you I've know? done that. It's not comfortable to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hover hands yeah. in a photo. I will say um, the thing that worked for me the best was just to be yourself. I know that sounds like cliche, but like just kind of the first time I met my girlfriend, I had seen pictures of her on on her Instagram and I had been kind of I'd been on some Tinder dates and met other girls who girls just like take they know their angles. And so when I saw Tyler using some angles I thought maybe like she had a few extra pounds on her, and then when she walked up, I was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" Like, and, and I just was very stoked on her figure, and so, but I was like really happy about it, and I didn't know, you know, it was just kind of, I was like, I gotta say, like, I'm pretty, pretty impressed. I thought you were gonna be like 15, 20 pounds heavier, and. <laughs> <laughs> it was just what was on my mind, and I could. It would have been so awkward if I didn't say it. I didn't have anything else, and I went with it. And you know, here we are, uh, two and a half years later. So, you know, if you're if you're gonna, 
that's what worked for me. I don't know if like calling girls out like that first thing is for everybody, but I figured, you know, I have inappropriate or you know socially inappropriate comments and regular inappropriate comments that go through my head that I let out a lot. So like, might as well get her used to it right from the start. And she thought it was funny, so I yeah. got lucky. I don't know. I'm all in on this new theory, putting the fishing lure out there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel like it's a longer-term play. And it just looks better. Like, I was on a trip recently, and there was three dudes, and we had one girl with us, right? But she's, like, a cute, fun girl. So I was just saying to her, like, it helps. Like, it, she was like, oh, I hope I'm not, like, the random girl on the trip. I was like, no, like, we need you here. You know what I mean? Like, three dudes walk into a bar or a restaurant. It's like, oh, there's three dudes. But it's, like, three dudes with a chick. That's, like, attractive. So it's like, all right, they must be safe and somewhat okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't be hanging out with them if, it, if, it, if they were just, like, meatheads. Well, and, you know, girls have their guards up a lot when they meet new dudes. But if you're – if she can let her guard down with you because you're friends with one of her friends, you're – you've gotten past that first layer, which yeah. can be the toughest. It's true. Right? Mm. I've, well, been, I've been a house every layer two and a half t- years, every layer guys. Tough. I'm just – Every layer is tough. Every layer is tough. You know? (laughs) Trust me, boys. I know. I was up crying this morning, cutting those onions. (laughs) Layers. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go eat some... uh some pulled pork. Uh, There's episode 239. (laughs) Remember, mark off your calendars. December 8th, we'll be down in uh, uh, Tacoma, 4 to 8 p.m. I'll announce the place here, hopefully on the next podcast. We'll talk off the air. we got to figure out when we're going to record that, because we got live day coming up. Oh, that's right. <laughs> also, if you don't have tickets to that, go to Live Day, man. That's a fun day. Yeah, uh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get to go. All right. But yeah, it's always a good day. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got going on. Nothing. We should talk to you guys before Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll sneak one in. I don't know when we're going to record it. Is Thanksgiving two weeks? Yeah. It's we real. This Tuesday. Well, when we do it, the following Tuesday. Like, not this Tuesday, but... Following Tuesday, Tuesday, that's live. But day. that's live day, so I won't be. Oh, in the I see. Okay, well, maybe we have to do another Sunday session or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I'll be in Monday. Vegas next weekend. Wow. Yeah, maybe we'll do a Monday. We'll figure it out. We're going back to my house. Let's. We're not going to do it here. Uh, man, get us out of here, man. Really yeah. ended strong, and yeah. then, God and, uh, damn we got it. caught up. All right, go Hawks. Focus. Episode two thirty nine for MCTP for Comedy Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>